Hello, everybody, and Hi. welcome to another edition of Film Nerds Hour. Yay! So. He's no sweeter. Yes, and he is Nathaniel Shoemaker. And today we're going to be reviewing a actually a more modern take of uh, 80s classic body horror and uh, creature mm-hmm. horror, The Void from 2016, which not a lot of people apparently liked according to Rotten Tomatoes other than the critics. I think people were too over-harsh. And I think a lot of people were just too much on the Stranger Things trade because that came out a year uh, earlier. And Chris Stuckman loved it. Yeah, this is this movie is great. It had two directors, uh, Stephen uh, Kosinski, Kostaninsky, maybe Kostaninsky, and Jeremy Gillespie. I think is how you pronounce their names. Um, but this is was uh, released and distributed by Screen Media. Uh, productions, which is, uh, or Screen Media Film, sorry, which they do a lot. They're kind of like, uh, I believe it's RJLE Entertainment, but just to make sure I'm saying that right. And basically what they are is they're the producers or the distribute company that does a lot of indie films like Mandy and Color Out of Space. So if you guys also want a body horror film that's based off of H.P. Lovecraft's works, Color Out of Space with Nicolas Cage is a phenomenal film. It was done, I believe, a year after he did Mandy, the Panos Cosmatis film. So it's a, it's actually really, really good. And it, so if you guys are ever looking for something coming off Stranger Things and want something more adult, or you guys want something that resembles the thing, uh, those are some, yeah. those are some good uh, recommendations that I have. Keep in mind, the void is not rated. That gives you any indication. Yeah, which is more or less because it is an indie film. So you kind of just. Go into it, and once you've seen the trailer, you kind of know what it entails. Do you think uh, they? Do you think they knew they weren't going to get a theatrical release, which is why they didn't bother with getting? They it did first. It was a very limited theatrical release, though. Right, but not like a full. Cause yeah, it have to have a rating for it to be released theatrically. Yeah, so typically when it comes to indie horror or indie films in general, that doesn't seem like they get a rating, mostly because you kind of know where the atmosphere is. So because they're not promoting it as a Hollywood big budget, you won't get a Red Band trailer. Right. You just kind of have it and it's like, oh, they, they said the F word. Or if it, you know if it's a time period piece, it's like, oh, they said the N word. Okay. And they might cut it short just for... Um, Purposes. Well, just for being more politically correct reasons. Um, so that's typically what ends up happening with a lot of these films that... Do get released as indie films as you kind of know what you're going into. Because they're independent, the rules are different. Mm. Which is something that I think we've stressed on the channel before. A lot of the time, indie films are just purely for creativity. Yeah. It's an art of creativity and you're really allowed to do pretty much whatever you want. Full frontal nudity. Stuff that you wouldn't see with your average moviegoer because that's what people are used to. Now, we, well, as we've said, we have no problem with the masses. Um... But America does need to get over it, like, for, for nudity and stuff, like male nudity. Yeah. It's it's just a body, guys. If you can't handle it, 
Which I will say there wasn't you even... You gotta grow any, up a little bit. There wasn't any nudity in this movie. No, which actually kind of a little bit surprised me because it took such an 80s uh, aspect. Well, and also, like, you had to really do something different for the shock value than just be like, ah, boobs, meh. Yeah, which I, I did appreciate. Which, by the way, is what I say and the sound I make whenever I do actually see those. I don't think our female fans want to know that. Or uh, any of our... We have female fans? Yeah, did you not know? Oh, yeah, it's like a fourth of them, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. Hi, ladies. Yes, I'm or, a dork. Or any of the more excited male fans. I don't know if I could... I don't know if dating a fan would... I don't know. Unless you're Mr. Creepypasta. Oh, yes. He married one of the fans, but he's an awesome dude. Well, and the guy from Grey's Anatomy. He married a bartender he met who was a fan. So, I don't know. It just seems... I don't know. Go either way. Yeah, I guess. But, in any case, we're getting him back into the review of The Void. Oh, you don't want to keep talking about our love lives? (laughs) Oh, no. Or, in my case, lack thereof. And I will say what I've always said. Which is? That seems like a you problem. No, I decided it's every woman on... It's a problem with every woman on the planet. <laughs> it's not my problem, it's theirs. <laughs> I mean, if that's how you want to see it, that could be both a disastrous and also good outlook. Yeah, I guess. But... It just should be stated, I have enough friends, so... <laughs> but, um, what was... This was your first time seeing this film. Yeah. And I saw this, I think... Because of a trailer way back when, and I was just kind of looking for a lot of indie films, which problem with anything is that it gets harder and harder to find films like this because after a while, people just assume on the internet that, you, that you've already seen them, so they never post them. But what did you think of this? Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, I understood, like, it was lower budget, so I knew I wasn't going to be seeing anything too incredibly, you know, incredibly. That being said, the, the effects I did it enjoy a lot like the creatures look very lovecraftian and i really enjoyed that i i was surprised by a lot of the like twists you know of that they had in the script i did appreciate that too i kind of also liked how they took a bit of a cult aspect Mm -hmm. (laughs) we can acknowledge because you guys can see if you want to look up this movie you can you'll see the picture of the cultists is one of the first things you'll see am i the only ones who were like all right who was like the writing meeting had to have been like, all right, how do we make it really emphasize that these cult guys are bad? Ooh, let's have them wear clan robes with an Illuminati triangle on the face. Right. <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest. I watched this again for the review right. right after I watched the SpongeBob episodes with, uh, what do they call squids again? What part of families are they from? Um. I don't know, but go on. Um, Porpoise? Yeah, it's, uh, what family does the squid belong to? In any... Oh, things you're adding to your Google history. Um, Polyp? No. What family do you squids belong to? Uh, fish. It's gonna go fish. There's some sort of fish. In any case... No. Um, I really did like how it was kind of like I watched a SpongeBob version of of a cult for uh, squids, and then immediately afterwards, I watch a movie that, and I was like, those look exactly like the Illuminati symbol too. Yeah. And then, clans members, 
So yeah. like you said, I was like, oh, so it's the KKK meets a cult. That's yeah. always great. I'm not supporting cults in any way. I will say, looking them up, it's always interesting. It's not positive, it's, but it's because It's because I think true crime and how these groups form mm-hmm. and create such a name for themselves is quite fascinating. And say what you will about cult leaders. Most of them are pretty smart. They're evil, but they're smart. Like, there was one guy who made a cult, and he worked at, like, a trailer home. Cephalopod. Yeah! He worked for, like, selling trailer homes, and one of the prerequisites for joining the cult is you had to purchase one of his trailer homes. To which I'm like, did he actually start a cult, or was this all a Ponzi scheme? I don't know. Both. Both. I mean, it's a pretty genius salesman. And there's certain uh, things that we, uh, because they're... There's so many members to it now, and it's technically an organized religion. We could get sued if we called it a cult. We won't say what it is, Scientology. Um, But, you know. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I think it's just as a... At what point does a cult become a religion? (laughs) Well, I mean, that I won't go into, because me and my dad actually had a conversation, because he watched The Void with me the other day. Oh, And I... I think a lot of religions are, have now officially been dubbed cults. I'm pretty sure you can think of some of the communities, which for obvious reasons, since I do have friends and family, that I probably won't say out loud, but depending on what type of area you go to, mm-hmm. you it know, can technically be one. You know the religion I follow? Am I in a cult, Noah? No. Okay. Here, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, here's what I'm saying. Okay. The way people treat... Certain beliefs is yes. what defines it as a cult. Yes. If you so, use a belief system as a catch-all but, term for being an asshole, that's not you following a religion. Or, that's just you finding an excuse to be an asshole. Or if you use it as a political basis. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's what we will say on this matter. Yeah, because we so, don't want to get political or... Not too much, yes. No. Now, I, it is very interesting the way that they do go into the cult aspect here. Mm-hmm. And they're never really... Re- I don't think they're ever really referenced or referred to as a cult in this movie. It's just kind of something you know those creepy there. robes dudes. Yeah. <laughs> right, and that's kind of basically what they said. They're just the creepy dudes in the robes, essentially. They didn't really give any more than that, but... Um... I love the first reaction when the main character sees a cult member for the first time, and he's just, he literally says... Hi. Can I help you? Uh. <laughs> I mean, I kind of thought of that as hilarious as it was. It was kind of like, I guess that's kind of what you would say, though. Yeah. Because you wouldn't really know if it's somebody pulling a prank or if it's legit somebody just like, Oh, you're actually a little cray-cray. That's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, My dad thought this movie was just hilariously bad. Oh, so he did not enjoy. Oh, he enjoyed it. He just enjoyed making fun of it. Oh. Which drove me nuts because I'm like, Dad, you don't respect indie films the same way I do. Well, that's, you know, you have to understand. No, you make indie films. That's why you respect them so much. Well, also, it's just a matter of being more than the basic formula. I mean, you can't tell me anybody, even mainstream people, haven't gone like, Oh my god, like, even with Fast and Furious, the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah. Tell me that no main film goer has been like, aren't they on like 11 now? And it's like, oh no, they're on 9. And now they're going on 10, yeah. Well, no, no, if you count Hobbs and Shaw, technically 10 movies. That's true. Although that is a spinoff. 
Yeah, but it's the same universe, so I same still universe. count it. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, like, yeah, they're on 10 movies going on 11. So, it's like, ugh. It should be said, it is kind of strange that we live in a world where we have more theatrically released Fast and the Furious movies than Star Wars. That... Almost. It's almost tied, I think. Because yeah. I don't know when Disney's making another Star Wars movie. Uh, not anytime soon, and there are well, I... rumors that... um. I know Patty Spivitz is making the Squadron. You mean Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, you're right. And there is rumors that the Filoni-verse may trump the uh, the uh, sequels. I hate that we can't use that word anymore. Yeah, that does... Yeah, we have to find something else. Darn yeah. It. Whatever. But, um... No, I, I, I would say I pretty much enjoy this movie just because of how much it really does resemble the thing. And the guy who actually made this... Yeah. Um... And I have to look, because he did Psycho Goreman. Which, uh... Which is a movie you actually pointed out to me when you first yeah. saw the trailer. And I was... And it's on Amazon Prime, I guess. Um... Is it for free right now, though? Mm-hmm. I think so. Because it's not marked down. It's marked as premium subscription. Oh, because you might need to have Shudder. Yeah. Which, uh... Is another great horror film streaming service. It's purely all horror... Uh, both original, which they do a lot. If you've ever been to your local Best Buy, yeah. they do a lot of it. Or Walmart. Yeah. Target, not so much. It kind of depends. J- Jeremy Johns did a kill count of Psycho Gorman. Shout out. Dead Meat. YouTube. Check him out. Cool dude. Did you know... Somebody asked him on one of his live streams, would you be okay with someone using your format? And he goes, yeah. I don't care. That just seemed very cool that he wouldn't at this point sue because he could if he wanted to. But <laughs> Stephen Kasansky is the one who did. He was one of the directors on The Void, and he kind of talked about the possibility of a sequel. But he is the one who did Psycho, Psycho Gorman and Manborg. Manborg, I don't know that. One. That one is so bad, but okay. here's why: you could tell it's a green screen clearly. It's like like a low, full hour, ten minute. Um, green screen cut of Kung Fury. Awesome. It's great. Awesome. And the first time I watched it, I was like, what the hell is this? And then I learned to appreciate it. Because I was like, mm-hmm. this is what low 80s budget movies actually looked like. I think, um, it, was, I think it was 80s, but um, I can't remember. When I was, here's a shot of the movie just to kind of give you an idea. I love it. When I was, I think, 10 or 11... My older brother, shout out Johnny, what's going on, man? Um, he was really into um, kung fu movies. Like, he bought a Bruce Lee collection, and that kind of kickstarted him on wanting to watch kung fu movies. So we went to, like, you know, you ever been to, like, Walmart back in the day, and they have the razor-thin DVD cases with, like, a movie I've had a bunch of those. Of? Yeah. yeah. We had one that we bought that I still have, I think, called Shaolin Deadly Kicks. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it starts off, again poorly dubbed but it starts off with these guys like we must find the treasure we must split up before the police arrest us and we'll meet back in 10 years well how do we know someone's not going to steal it and he poorly doubly cuts the map in 10 pieces and gives everyone a piece of the map <laughs> here's here's a kicker for you you know that black exploitation film that i got collection yeah with some of the asian culture films too mm-hmm. yeah they were not remastered for DVD quality at all. Yeah. They're literally the uncut 
soft version, still square, tiny box on your screen. 12 millimeter or 32 millimeter? I think it's tw- 32. Okay. Some of them are 12 and some of them are 32. It's so small on your screen. So if we watched it in a movie theater, it'd be about the size of a plasma? <laughs> uh, less, probably. <laughs> I love it, Noah. They did jack I love it. shit to that collection. I just put it on DVD to sell it out. They but... did. They literally just made a menu to go like, pick which one. There's no scene selection or nothing. Film, film nerds will jizz their pants. <laughs> Pretty much, so... Sorry I said jizz. Um... <laughs> time market. No, I... Time d- market. He yawned. Time market. No, I do want to mention some of the cast that we do have. Um, if you guys want to look this up, it's got some really good Lovecraftian style uh, poster teaser art for it. With the trailer image alone, you can see it. Ellen Wong's in it. Yay. If you... If you do want to see this movie before we break down the cast too and get into it, uh, it's on Crackle for free right now, which is a Sony-owned company. Crackle. Um, they have a lot. It's kind of like TV. I'd say they have more ads though than Hulu, and because they do give you ad breaks like TV, but I'd say there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, still pretty good service for what it is. Um, it's on a premium subscription for Amazon Prime, uh, for Philo with a subscription. And uh, Voodoo for two ninety nine if you're renting it. Um, otherwise, I believe it's ten bucks to buy in standard or uh, HD, and then for rent on YouTube and Google Play Movies and TV for three ninety nine each. Yep. Um, so you guys can find it there. Um, break it down the cast. As he, as Nathaniel said, we have Ellen Wong, who f- those of you might remember her from Nate's favorite movie Pilgrim. You can't act like it's not your favorite movie too, or at least up there. It's a monk's mine, but it's yours. Yeah, it is. Um, and then she was also in the remake of Silent Deadly Night in 2012. Great movie. Uh, she was in the god-awful The Circle movie with Emma Watson. and. She the was Max, in The Circle, wasn't she? Which I never saw because I was oh, like, oh, it's a trilogy. I, it's I saw so it in theaters, Noah. <laughs> oh, man, that that sucked. She was also in Dark Matter, the series on sci-fi that ran from 2015 to 2017, which I think was based off a graphic novel. And she was also in the series on Netflix, uh, Glow, from 2017 to 2019, three yeah, seasons. Yeah, Glow got canceled. It bummed me out. I almost show. wonder if it's because a certain somebody on there ran their mouths too much. It's possible. I don't know who you're talking about. And... The only guy on there. Oh, no. Maybe. I don't know. No, I like how he got. I like how they got booed on Conan though, for spewing their bullshit. Oh yeah, and everybody booed him and it was like, why don't to, you just get off the stage? No one be, likes you on Conan. Yeah. To be fair, it does not take much for a Conan audience audience to boo you. I mean, they're there's pretty a, ruthless they're, they're, as far as the audience. They could be boos, but when you're really just sitting up there and insulting people, and you hear nothing but boo that entire time though, for like a good like. 30 to 60 seconds it's pretty bad yeah i mean what is it jack black got booed on his first conan appearance because he said <gasps> he liked the lakers oh yeah i remember that but he kept rolling with it oh yeah oh he didn't care it'd be awesome if we could have nick's lakers finals because we would kick your ass two times <laughs> Wait, you, you can't say that some Any- of them were also not in on it and were like we're pissed, but also the awesome because Jack Black. Well, and he also won him back by like making him laugh by being just a weirdo. Because Jack Black, he, there's a lot of things, but I feel like he's like Seth Rogen. I don't think he has a mean bone in his body. 
He's he's a family well, he's, he's a like family me. man and pretty awesome. He's like me. Um so then we also have uh Aaron Poole, which you guys might know from he made an appearance in uh <clears throat> what is it? Amer- well he's in American Gods, but he's That's also right. uh in this movie Forsaken, which is a western with Donald Sutherland and his son. Yeah. Kiefer Sutherland. Um both and then Brian Cox is also in there. Both the Sutherlands. But he had, it doesn't look like he's had any main roles besides The Empty Man, which wasn't even released on Blu-ray or DVD. Yeah. Only on digital. Which and it's bizarre, on HBO Max. Which is bizarre to me because it's apparently pretty good. Yeah, according to critics, it's 73 out of 22 reviews. With 100 plus from audience, it's 39%. You gotta go watch... Uh, again, I, I know I just mentioned him a second ago, but... Uh, Stuckman did a uh, 15 minute video on why the empty man should get a cult following. <laughs> well, I'm probably not going to listen to that because, from what I've heard, I mean, if you guys want to go see it, watch it on HBO Max. It's no, free. No, it's apparently good. That's what he said. I don't know if I'll take his word on You're that. You're mixing up the empty man and the bye bye man, I think. No, I know the bye bye man. That was just terrible. Uh, I, that had no reason to exist. You think so? And it should not have existed. <laughs> It started off promising with that opening scene. And it was like... Whisper it into a bottle. Alright, what's happening here? And then it was like, oh, I'm not talking about the empty man. I'm talking about the bye-bye man. Started off all promising and then it was like, whoa, this is worse. My God, what is this? Um, And then we have uh, Kathleen Monroe, who doesn't look like she's been in much, but yeah. you guys will know her from if you've seen the god-awful sequel... Which we probably will never do on this channel because I won't even subject Nate to that. Of what? The Car Road to Revenge, the god awful sequel that has literally nothing. I feel bad for her. Oh my god! If you, you guys, I love low rent. Like I will sit and watch like some of those. Like no offense to Wild Eye because they've actually come out with some really good, decent stuff. But like Wild Eye is one of those people where it's like, if you took YouTube films. And then stuck them on DVD. Right. And that's no offense to them. But I think they had a hand in doing Pitchfork, possibly, which was also kind of like that, but it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it really made me wish it would have been like a medium budget, at least, slasher. Uh, right. Which we'll have to do for a Halloween or something, because that one was actually pleasantly surprising. It doesn't look like much, but it's like Texas Chainsaw meets pretty low budget, but with a lot of heart and potential. And you could tell that it was... Uh, a love letter and it was very well done uh same with the void mm-hmm. um but yeah the road the car road to revenge oh my god what a terrible movie listen if i'm you, not even gonna hold back that was a pile of shit if you feel the need to make me watch that after i force you to watch mortal Kombat annihilation i'll understand i think this i i honestly will say that i honestly believe 130 percent that Annihilation has to be better well, it than is, Road to Revenge. Well, it is, but that's because it's so bad, it's hilarious and enjoyable. Yeah, Car is not. The, the, the Car 2 is not. There was no point where you were, like, laughing at the absurdity No, it, it was just so fucking bad that I skipped to the end, and they had a cameo with the original Car and one of the, like, the sheriff from the first one. It's like they couldn't even get even, like, James Brolin to appear, like, for a second. It may make you happy to know that uh, one cast member... Uh, I was like, 
why does he look familiar? And then I just looked at the movies he's done, and I was like, oh, yeah. I for The Void, him. or? For The Void, yeah. Daniel Fathers. He was in the Camp Rock movies. <laughs> I don't know if I, I... That would be a long time since I've seen those. Yeah, Camp Rock 1 and 2. I love how they called Camp Rock 2 like it was supposed to be a trilogy, the final jam. It's like, yeah, Wow! You've done so Turned many movies. Too, huh? yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I'm sorry, you could do, like, something else, but you don't call something the final, final until you jam. hit three. Yeah. Because it makes it seem like, oh, we've had, a, like, a, yeah, or at least have a TV series. A sequel's gotta be, like, it's gotta be, like, Camp Rock 2 back in action or something like that. Like, Looney Tunes, yeah. Like, don't, you have to give, you have to give a movie at least, like, a series. Yeah. Before if you you're not... say the final. Yeah. Like, because what is it? Final Destination 4 was just called The Final Destination? Yeah. And then they made Final Destination 5, and I was like, well... Well, if you know the twist, you know it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, which I haven't finished that series, but, you know, it is what it is. I know what I know. Still watch them. Um, That's great. And then there's... It's the only, like, horror movie that I actually am, that does actually make me scared in real life. Because like, it was actually done real. well. Um, Hart Hindle, or Art Hindle, sorry, he was in uh, the 2000, or, or the 1979 movie The Brood, which I haven't seen. But I believe that's a pretty good horror film as well. He was also in Porky's. Um, I'm sorry. What? You've never heard of Porky's? No. Oh, it's uh, like Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, God, that's probably why. Yeah, you. I don't think you'd enjoy it. I hated the the first Revenge of the Nerds. If you guys are wondering if it ages well, it doesn't. And sure, it condones that sexual assault is okay. And it, the director it, it, it says that it is justifiable. Times. To which I'm like, no, it's not. No, he was also in Porky's Two the next day. It's the day. After. There's three of them. He was also apparently in the 1978 um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which. I've had on my watch list. It's a great one. And then he was also in a Chuck Norris, what looks to be sci-fi movie, The Octagon. Mm. So, but it did not get good ratings. Shocking. Um, just to guys, and then we'll get back on it. Just to but guys. I want to read the synop. I want to read the synopsis. No, did you want to try that sentence again? Just no, I did guys. not. Scott James, a veteran martial arts expert, is recruited as the protector of the wealthy and beautiful Justine, Karen Carlson, um, after she becomes the target of a ninja clan, when Scott finds out that his ruthless arch-nemesis, McCarn, Lee Van Cleef, is involved with the stealthy and dangerous criminals, he's eager to settle his old scores. Soon, Scott is facing off against McCarn and the entire ninja horde in an effort to take them all down. Hmm. The ninja horde. Not the ninja clan, the ninja horde. A horde is way worse. <laughs> I know, that just sounds funny, though. Ninja horde. But apparently you can You're watch so... that for free on uh, Amazon. No, no, we're not brushing past this. You're so immature. <laughs> oh, I'm not thinking I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of uh The Walking Dead. It just sounds bad. A horde they don't of call ninjas. It a horde in The Walking Dead. It's a herd. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh Days Gone. That's what I'm thinking of where they call them a horde. There you go. 
Although that's terrifying. Yeah. The horde in that, like, oh my god, it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. You ever want to know what it's like to be chased by zombies without having to do it in real life and realize how fucked you'd be? Play yeah. uh, Days Gone and oh, go yeah. disturb a horde. Yeah. And ignore the fact of, did they fix the glitches in Days Gone? I think they have, yeah. Okay. Or they've tried to. Because for a few months there, it was pretty funny. <laughs> there was when I played it it wasn't as bad but there was some other things uh there was some other things that I was kind of like oh okay that's a that's a glitch yeah. um so yeah and I don't think there's anybody else really in the void that if, if it's any, worth mentioning if any of you who were in the void do happen to stumble upon this and are listening just know you did a great job I don't think Everybody was, in this movie did great. There was yes. any—I don't think there was any performance in this movie where I was like, mm, "You're clearly checked out." No, it all seemed like you wanted to be yeah. there. And what I mean by "don't worth" that I say "don't" not worth mentioning, it's because I haven't seen them, so it's more like yeah. they aren't worth like any popping names that I've noticed or that we've noticed here, like in anything that we've seen. Yeah, that people might know. Um. And it kind of it's kind of interesting because Google kind of does it that way. They they organize by minor characters and also top build, right? So it's kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, but I think I think we can get right into the thick of it. Yeah, we already said spoiler, right? Ah, uh, yes, we did. But by options. now, you guys have the next five, four, three, two, two or one. What did I say that wrong? You said the next five, so I just started counting down. Oh, well, I said one, so you're in spoiler territory. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So there we go. Yeah. (laughs) Why are we defending ourselves? Ha! You can't get mad. Can't get mad at us, because we said it's spoiler already. You can't get mad because the song's over. Which, uh, uh, also, one other thing worth noting is that this is only, like, an hour and a half movie. It's pretty short. And that's including Greg. Yeah, that's give or take. Um... If you'd like to watch this for free, you can watch on my Voodoo. Yeah. Here's the code. Put on the screen editor. I ho- I wonder what our editor put up. <laughs> Probably nothing. Might <laughs> be the it's just a middle finger. <laughs> might be jo- uh, it might be John Mulaney's Netflix password. <laughs> oh, John Mulaney. We all know what you're watching now. Yeah, we won't say anything, but wow, man. I don't want to get sued for would it be slander? I know if it's written down, it's I don't, liable. I don't think we could, because we're not at a like a huge public... like We're not on Markiplier level. Oh, sure. I, I want you to say that, and it turns out you're wrong. Like people look You at really five... want me to say that, so it turns out it's wrong. Well, yeah. No, no, no. Not that it's wrong that we could get sued. <laughs> it turns out that it's wrong that uh, we're not at that level. Like, what if releasing this takes oh. us from our 97 subscriber count? Yes, I look. To like five million in a day, be awesome. That means that we be. That means somebody pissed on the uh, express train to fame. Yeah, something bots. like that. Yeah, there, there's there's something to be said about something something happening. I don't know quite what it is, but neither do I with your description. Because I I still don't know. I'm trying to think of a reference, and it's not it's not working. But anyway, wow. You know what? You what? Hush. No, I'm not hushing. You think I'm letting this go? Hell no. 
You There's hush. something to be said about something, something. I don't know. I couldn't think of a reference. What the No, I said. About? I was thinking of a reference. I couldn't think of it. But you were thinking. You were thinking of a reference and you I was couldn't trying think to think, of it? I was trying to think of a reference and I couldn't think of the right one. You want to say that again, but no, slower? No, nope, I don't. <laughs> Just to really process you, it? You could, play it? you could play it back. Yeah. I'll let you process it for me. Okay. All right. Well, you're in spoiler territory, so let's break this down. Why are you looking at me? You watched the movie, right? So did you. I thought you were going to start it off because we were already having a discussion about the beginning part. Why? Is it because I always lead these discussions? Well, sort of, but you also made a good point that I wasn't even really thinking of when uh, before we started the show that I kind of didn't think about. Think about what? The opening two people in the beginning. Oh, okay. I was like, no, which you're, is, no you're flipping out. <laughs> you're having a stroke. Yeah, which is which is actually one of the first shots of the trailer, um, depending on if you watch the actual official trailer. Yeah, we see a guy and a woman rush out of a barn, girl gets shot in the back, and then one guy puts gasoline on her, and the other uh, puts a match over her and lights her on fire. Well, more or less, he actually drops a cigarette onto her. Oh, yeah, that's right, which is yeah. arguably worse. Because... W- the guy who's uh, who ends up running out actually turns off to be turns out to be um, well one of the victims who escaped. So they're both victims who are escaping. The woman gets shot in the back, and yeah, then that's what I said. Set on fire. Yeah, um, but I was also going to mention too that this there was a younger guy and an older guy, and the guy who's smoking. Yeah. Is the one who drops a cigarette onto her. I thought I said that. You missed the guy who escaped. No, I didn't. I said two people ran out of the house. A oh, man yeah. and a woman. The guy got away. The girl got shot in the back. Okay, and then, yeah, then we have two other guys come out, which... Yeah. And the barn has a triangle on it, so initially we think these two guys are members of the cult. Yeah, which I, I do like the twist for that. It was very well thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, okay. Hmm. Trying to think. Is it just Pavlovian doing the show with me that you assume it's super late, so you're just tired? Could be. Oh my god. Hey, you asked, not me. I'm just saying, we're doing a show for people's entertainment. I'm sure every time they tune in, they love hearing. So anyway, it's a classic film. You never know. People might. You might. You never know what gets people off. Do you want to try that sentence again? You never. You might. You never. You never know what gets people off. Oh no! 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 I like what I said. You do? Possibly. You have very poor judgment. Or do I? Yes. You do. Yes what? <laughs> you you agreed. I said you have very poor judgment. You said, or do I? Yes, you do. It's what I just said. Or did you? What's happening? <laughs> exactly. Anyhow. Am I having the stroke? It's possible. What's going on? Who's talking? So the void. Uh, what, then we meet the main character, right? There's yeah, a who's a police officer who's sitting in his car, kind of just listening to... What does the woman no. dispatch say over the radio? Uh, Something about one of them having to go to the hospital, right? Somebody no, not yet. She asks him if everything seems calm. Because remember, he's not technically a police officer. He is a sheriff's deputy. 
Right. Which, in order to be that, I'm pretty sure you don't even have to go to, like, police academy training. (laughs) You just exist there. Yeah, yeah. All right, sign the application. You have no priors. Okay, here's a gun. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) It's America in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But, yeah. So, as he's about to just drive off, he sees the one guy stumble. (laughs) Yeah, and falls over, and then his immediate... And obviously, as you would, if you saw somebody crawl out of the woods, you go see if they're okay. Yeah, and doesn't he have blood on him? Yeah, so then the cop starts, uh, the sheriff starts, or the deputy starts questioning, um, what's happening here, and should I be more concerned? Yep, and he takes him to the nearest hospital, because the second nearest is 20 miles, 20 minutes away. Which, I wouldn't even dub this as a... As even an urgent care, I dub it as more of a clinic. Yeah, seriously. With well, it used it used to be a hospital, but they had a fire, so like three fourths of it is gone, and they're moving everything out right now. Yeah, which is like, oh well, you know that you're probably screwed now because yeah. just because of that alone. Which we can both agree. Uh, initially, when we meet her, Ellen Wong's Ellen Wong's character is weird, right? Yeah, for the most part. Because she's showing a patient who, by the way watching uh, Night of the Living Dead. Because <laughs> you could. Uh, <laughs> right? Isn't that a thing? That movie's not under... Right? I don't think so. Yeah, that movie's public domain. Which is why... I think it's... I think it's reached that, yeah. A lot of movies just show it. Or I know it was for a very long stretch of time. Because thanks Killing, they also watch it. Yeah, well, also, it's to the point now, too, where it's just so well-known that you can't really unless you've been living under a rock you can't really not notice it i wish that was the case i wish like if a movie was so well known it got put in the public domain i'd be watching like i'd be have i'd be making i'd make a movie and have be watching star wars on it terminator that would be interesting yeah but in any case uh no she shows him from her book a picture of degloving and i'm like yeah that is my that might be actually the grossest thing in this movie because it's real and I've seen that photo before. Yeah. There is a couple of different real shots, despite, you know, the body horror. But I'm just like, why are you showing a patient degloving? And you're just, like, looking at books. Like, like I get that you're still a nursing student, but why are you like, ooh. And then she looks at him. Statistically, the most likely place you are to die is in a hospital. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> like... If you really think about it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's that... It, you're most likely to die in a hospital for the same reason the most dangerous place in the house is the bathroom. Who the heck doesn't slip and fall in the shower? <laughs> well, I think she probably did just because she's so unsensitized. Desensitized. Yeah, I mean... In all fairness... If you gotta be trained in the medical field, you can't just be like, oh my god, it looks like spaghetti. Ugh. You can't just throw up in someone's guts. That's my parents. Neither of them care anymore. I look at things and I'm like, how do you do this for a living? I mean, I think, because I honestly, before I decided to kind of follow my bloodline and my natural draw to film and whatnot, mm-hmm. and creativity, uh, is I wanted to go into the medical profession. I actually wanted to be to train to be a surgeon or a nurse. Yeah. Um, however, I just don't have the patience to do that, Like, nor could I think I could, 
Well, yeah, nor do I think I could live with myself if I performed an operation and then learned that I did something wrong and somebody died. Oh, yeah, that's why they have, like, um, conflict of interest as a thing. Because, like, if I needed surgery and my dad was operating on me and I died, that's way worse than if it was a stranger. Well, yeah, because then it's like, oh, that was my family. And it was my fault. And I should have known what I was doing, but I was probably nervous the entire time. Exactly. You're not thinking straight. Um, So I don't think that... That's part of it. And a lot of anxiety issues, so... That obviously oh, I have been, that. Isn't it I, fun? I wouldn't mind if being a nurse. I probably still wouldn't mind training to be a nurse now. It's just a lot of schooling and a lot of money, but... You know why I do know you would mind being a... Are you saying in a hospital? Would you be a nurse in a hospital? Probably not. Where would you be? What is the setting? I would probably rather just be in a clinic or something like that. Okay. Or possibly in urgent care. More or less than an actual hospital. Because you'd never want to deal with this question. Um, Nurse Sweeto, can you insert the catheter, please? Yeah, I'm not a fan of catheters. I don't think they really? should Really? You're a man and you have a penis and you're not a fan of catheters? I'm shocked. As someone who has had two yeah. back-to-back years, I am shocked. I would rather have a condom catheter. Yes, those exist. Why didn't I have that? Because you didn't ask. That's... N- how would I have asked? I was unconscious. Because you didn't know beforehand. So because you didn't ask and you didn't know, they didn't. We're gonna bother you with it because they wouldn't have to fuss with it. It's my favorite Jim Gaffigan joke. Wait a minute. I don't need to pee. I've been unconscious for hours. What did the? <gasps> I'm suing this hospital. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I had somebody who said there's no such thing as condom catheters. Yes, guys, there is such thing as condom catheters. Believe it or not. Yeah. Well, and then he. Someone asked, like, oh, would you... Someone said to him, well, it was either we use the catheter or you pee on yourself. Yeah, I'm taking the pee shower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, you could at least attach a tube to my dingle. Well, I guess the reason some people have to have the inserted catheters is because... God, we're talking way too much about catheters. Is because uh, they don't have the ability to pee or the strength in their body. Well, that I do know, too. That's probably why a condom one wouldn't have worked. I've seen some of those things. But... You've seen some of those things? (laughs) We did have a friend. I'm not going to go into too many details. But they were unable to... I think they passed, but they were not able to use any more of their systems. Their bodies just couldn't function without it. So they had to have external ways of dealing with it. Yeah, like a baggie or something. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. People who are paralyzed from the waist down have to have that because their ass doesn't have the strength to push shit out. Yeah, literally. Which is un, which is unfortunate. But yeah, or I mean, everybody who kind of works in there, mm-hmm. you kind of see some stuff that you probably yeah. shouldn't see. It's either they reroute things so it all goes in a bag, or you just crap yourself all the time. Pretty much. Both suck. And both sound horrible. Oh, especially when it stinks in the room and you don't, and you haven't noticed. Oh yeah. Well, my mom has had to because she used to. Um, to uh, care at like a nursing home for her training so you had to change out the bag and she's like the smell is horrible the worst is when you do have to change the bag out but not because there's anything in it it's just because it's air and it's all gas and it's not like you can throw it in a toilet you just open it and it's just like (laughs) 
sounds really bad. See, now I have a friend who, and it's kind of funny that all of this happened in basically their makeshift, what's left of an emergency room for the void. Because right. I do have a friend who works in the ER. My, yeah. And it's amazing how many stories that they have of like from small things to how in the actual fuck did you manage to do that? How did that get split in half? Or how did that get stuck in there? Well, my favorite is the person who has to ask the question and fill out the forms for the people who aren't physically able to. How did you get the injury? Wow. Okay. Kinky patient. Got it. <laughs> I, oh, I've i never firsthand seen anything that's worth going to the hospital for. I think the closest thing I've ever seen, thankfully, mm -hmm. of somebody that I've known personally who's had to go to the hospital is they did a skateboarding trick and got a compound fracture. Ah. So their, their bone in their forearm went... Yep. But it went almost... 90 it almost went a little more like 180 degrees <laughs> i think the worst i saw in person was my brother got kicked in the face he was at the bottom of a slide and he stood up and was facing the slide and someone came down and it's just lost two of his teeth oof now, i've never had any major injuries i've never had broken bones yeah some of the stuff i've had happen to me i probably should have I did fly off the handlebars of my bike. I was one day when I lived in uh, a townhouse environment, they were stripping the roofs of the plating and I had somebody who was coming up way too fast behind me. Mm -hmm. So I whipped it, didn't realize they had moved the dumpster and I smacked into it and went sure. face first right into it with the rest of my bike. Yep, done that. And uh... <laughs> construction workers who freaked out. And I'm sitting there with no nosebleed or nothing. They're like, oh my god, kid, are you okay? And I'm like, I can't yeah. really feel anything. But, sure. it, like, I don't feel anything, like, pain-wise. And they were like, do we call someone because yeah. he can't feel anything? Or is it, like, in a normal way? That's why I'm, like, I'm very happy that, like, when I did have to have my heart surgery and they cut my chest in half, like, down the sternum. Yeah. Like, I didn't... They gave me such good stuff, I didn't feel it. Like, I'm not condoning addiction of any kind. That being said, when they did give me Oxycontin for the first time, I was like, oh, I get it. I get why someone would be like, yeah, this every day. I understand. <laughs> not condoning. Just saying. <laughs> I get it. No, it's something that turns your brain off so you can't feel nothing. Yeah. Like, my brother, like, saw me and he was like how you feel i'm like feeling great dude and he goes yeah how good is it and i'm like it's really good and he goes is it sell your family good and i sat there for a second and he goes nate and i'm like i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the closest thing that they ever gave me in the doctor was morphine when i had some issues with my throat and um I didn't really feel any pain, but they did it to help reduce the swelling. Yeah. Um, and basically, I didn't really feel anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, laughing gas? I felt calm. Yeah. But no, I've never had laughing gas. Uh, really? Before we go back to the void, speaking of horror stories and body horror, because oh, we will have to describe some of this to you. Demonetized. No, I'm kidding. Um, I actually got two teeth drilled without Novocaine. 
And you still want to be alive right now? I didn't Seriously? feel it. How? None of my teeth were that rotten though either. Um, they asked, the dentist asked, she was like, hey, do you want Novocaine? I really wasn't paying attention because mm-hmm. I knew I had to get my teeth drilled. And I was like, okay. I was like, nah, it's okay. Because I really wasn't paying attention. Good. And so they started drilling into my teeth and I was like, oh, that's weird. But I was just relaxed. And then I started smelling something burning and I'm like, oh, God. I know they're drilling, but they didn't do anything. Eventually, I felt a little bit of pain to the point where I was like, okay, that's really uncomfortable. By that point, they had gotten literally like one little push away from completely drilling into my tooth to fill it. Yep. And I was like, actually, do you think I probably could get that Novocaine now? And she was like, no. We're literally one push away from being done. She's like, can you hold on that long? And I was like, okay. So she finished that, did my upper one, and I didn't feel anything for that. That is one thought to have, isn't it? Of like, hmm, something's burning. Oh, it's just me. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. I was really confused because like, God, that smells. And I was like, oh, they're drilling my teeth. I was like not, I no, I wasn't on drugs or anything. I just was that not paying attention and chalant about it. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people who falls asleep almost in the dentist chair as they're working on my teeth because I just, and a lot of people are like, how do you do that? And it's simple. I can, you typically can detect even the slightest people, unless you're a child, mm-hmm. for those children horror stories, you typically can tell when a dentist is mad yeah. or not in the right headspace or they're a psychopath. Because you get this unnerving feeling by the way of looking and following around the room. They move a lot more and they're very shielding of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. If somebody's really suspicious of what they're doing and not supposed to be there, when they play with dental instruments, yeah. they'll cover them with their body and try to not show you what's happening we left our original family dentist when i was like seven and i'm the reason for it because like we're talking very small like we're talking smaller practice than the movie the dentist okay like it was one dude he had a secretary there was maybe three rooms uh here's why we left the dude was in his 90s and he was trying to shoot me up with novocaine this is what i saw coming at me holding a needle a shaking hand. Yeah, yeah. And my mom's sitting there next to me, and then this is what I hear while I'm getting profusely stabbed. Oh, missed. Oh, missed again. Oh, missed seven times until my mom was like, "Nope, we're done." We're I would have, I would have said that to my kid after the first time. And he's like, "Oh, I almost got it. That's nice. Bye." <laughs> we never went back. So we've yeah. been going there for years, and we're like, "Nope." After the second or third time, I would have been like, "Yeah, no, 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 no." no, no. If I saw anyone doing this, I'd be like, yeah, you're not doing that to my kid's face. <laughs> well, especially because it's like eyes and nose and literally anything else. My face. No, you don't understand. My face was so numb by the end of it. I don't even think I could blink. Like, I think I had to do this. <laughs> I was like, my eyes are watering. Like, like you ever seen, you ever seen, uh, do you remember the first RoboCop? Yeah. <laughs> the guy who gets acid. That's what my face felt like. I'm just like, help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a horse story like that. The most I've had is they're working on my teeth and they're scraping it and it feels very relaxing to me. <sighs> okay. And I, I almost just... fall asleep and then I'm like, do not fall asleep at the dentist. No. I just want to get like that. 
I just want to get this out of the way. I agree with Jim Gaffigan about what he says about dentists. Like, so do you do surgery on teeth? No, that's the orthodontist. Do you clean teeth? No, I don't clean teeth. What do you do? Well, I just come in and kind of scrape it, and then I be condescending. <laughs> Basically. Because, freaking, I had a dentist once, and I will never see her again. I understand it was probably trying to come from a good place, but I'm 23. Don't talk down to me like I'm a child, okay? She looked at me. Do you care about your teeth? Why else am I here paying $3,000, lady? Of course I care. <laughs> Just tell me how much the bill is, and I'll figure out if my wallet cares, too. Okay? Exactly. Literally had five other people doing five different things. All she does is come in, look at the charts, and ask me the, that question. And I'm like... See, my dentist actually did stuff. Yeah, She exactly. did the procedure. Yeah, like, if but... I didn't care, I wouldn't be here. Okay? Literally, yeah, as soon as I was done getting my teeth drilled, I was like, so can I go eat food now? And she looked at me and gave me, like, this horrific yet confused face. She's like, because she literally said this. Well, considering the fact that you didn't use Novocaine, so your jaw won't be, like, jello and you can chew. Yeah, you can go enjoy whatever you want. Just be keep in mind. (laughs) No, not even. She was just like, it's dry. You're fine. You can do whatever you want. And... She's like, I still don't understand how you didn't use Novocaine. And you're like, I don't care about anything. And I was like, I really don't know either, but I really wasn't paying attention. She's like, well, here's your free toothbrush and uh, floss and toothpaste. And here you go. Um, So, yeah, we wanted to put those horror stories out because it actually seems a little more tame than what you see in this movie. Uh, again, we're, we are going to warn you, if you do watch this movie, if you've gotten this far... Yeah, which we are assuming you already have, if you're sticking around. We've already talked about spoilers. Yeah. Um, the body horror in this is, like, the thing. It's it's massive. It, it, there's a lot of body horror. It's pretty much, except for the void location, everything is completely handmade. Which I believe Psycho Goreman is too, and Manborg definitely is. Opposed from, you know, the shitty CGI of practical. the 80s. It's all practical. Um, but basically, yeah, we get the. Everybody in the hospital, and we get this crazy nurse who's talking to the patient about statistically dying and all this other weird stuff. Doesn't make her less attractive. She is weird. Um, it's kind of like Raven from T Titans if she was a nurse, but also not as empty inside. And said fuck more. Yeah. Um, and then basically we kind of just get a, get an idea of who's all around. We get one person who's with her grandpa who's pregnant and I believe she's what, 15? Mm-hmm. So we also have that and we also get the idea that her grandpa's not the most pleased, her parents aren't around, but her grandpa cares enough about her to be like, okay, well if the baby's going to come, somebody has to be an adult and help the child with another child. Which really sounds bad when you put it into perspective. A child having another child. That might have to resonate with a few people. Yeah. That's why I'm saying it twice. But, um, and then it's kind of just minor people that don't really matter. Because a lot of them end up dying in the end. Um, like any other 80s movies. Um, and I think we only have two people, and it kind of has a bleak ending like the thing. And the reason I'm kind of speeding along with it is because it really is one of those movies that you kind of want to watch. 
I know it's but sounds, it evolves better. And I know it sounds like a cop out for us saying that because it does seem like in retrospect we have been saying that more. But like, no. It's really about you guys seeing the movie and us kind of mentioning the facts and why you should do the movie. Now we do. That's why we've never put like a full like a breakdown. That's why we never label our videos a breakdown. And while we do get off subject quite a bit, it's. You know, if us saying the movie will never justify, even if we do video and pictures, it'll never, and showing clips, because, I mean, def, there are ways that we can do that without getting copyright and still monetize for you guys with quality entertainment. It's just kind of a matter of it. It's one of those things that you have to watch the movie. And The Void is a very, like, it's a slow burn, kind of in the sense that Stranger Things is. Mm -hmm. And it does get very gory and very realistic. Um, which, again, is why I think fans didn't like it, because it was coming off the tail of Stranger Things. Um, but, basically, all of our sub-characters, you got your people there, patients there, that are just kind of, like, having a... Now, my biggest question is, why is a 15-year-old girl getting examined now if it's not an emergency? For, for like, an ultrasound in the middle of the night? Because <laughs> um, it's not like it's winter. Or a place in the United States where it gets darker sooner. Um, but essentially, the cult eventually starts to advance onto the hospital. And the deputy and a few of the other patients are trying to figure out like what they want. Um, and while this is happening, uh, one of the patients named, I believe it's Sarah... Uh, she, cause one of the, was it the guy that the deputy brought in that they get suspicious of, right? Yeah, because he's freaking out and he's, yeah. de they, they, he's definitely a meth tweaker. And he won't say anything. Well, he, um, he is saying things, but what he's saying is, let me out, let me out, let me out. Yeah, he's not really giving them anything to work with other than, oh, you're guilty of something. Um, which it is later revealed too that the people that burned his girlfriend or his friend alive... You said too, which I, I completely forgot about, is that they actually murdered his family, the the two men's family, right? Mm -hmm. So they're obviously guilty of that, and I and I, that was one of the big twists too, which it, which I personally really liked, and you really liked, because it the way they marketed this through the trailer and the beginning of the movie, you think that they're part of the cult, exactly, and that they're just taking these two people, which it's kind of nice to start off a movie with something other than. Oh, yeah, the cult abducted them and yada, yada, yada. So it played out very well. And you really don't see the, the two guys, the father and the son at all. Yeah. Through a majority of the movie, which was also nice because it added to their suspicion of, well, is anybody going to go, like, find, like, these guys? Or is there, any, is there going to be anything that's said? Right. Um, And eventually there is. I'm trying to think of where to go from there a little bit. Um, but yeah, uh, Sarah, one of the other patients, she she's in the, she ends up in the same room as somebody else, and she's completely, and I believe it's the patient that um, Emma's character visited earlier, mm -hmm. and she completely stabbed his eyes out. Yeah. Um. And then the deputy comes in, is basically asking her, what the hell happened and why are you doing is trying to talk her down. And yeah, to which... and he gets to shoot her. No. 
Yeah, it does. Not, not, not right away. She ends up trying to pull... She starts cutting off a bit of her face. Yeah, but then she comes toward him with the scalpel. Yeah, and then she he's basically begging her not to do it, because he doesn't want to shoot anybody, and then eventually Obviously. shoots her. But she was going to cut out her own eye, and then she started cutting off part of her face, which is like, oh, you've went psycho-psycho. Um, and then after that, uh, everybody in the hospital kind of starts to panic because the cult is advancing, and they eventually hear a bunch of screaming. And you and you see another shot before that as the cult is advancing of, like, this little, like, spider weird legs coming out of Sarah, the dead body of Sarah's mouth. Yeah. And that, and she ends up kind of... Turning into this hellion devil creature. Yeah, with which tentacles and... really is reminiscent of the thing. It kind of looks like a moving pile of flesh. You know what it really does remind me of? Society? Yes, but it kind of reminds me of, um, in the third season of Stranger Things. Oh, yes. Yeah, how those things just kind of like... Oh, I can't get through the door. I'm going to melt down and go in under. And it's like, oh, this is hell. How do we kill it? <laughs> Which, oh, there's an SCP that actually does that. Really? And basically what that SCP is, I can't remember what it is, but the sun turns completely red. Mm. Like blood red. And it melts everyone together. And if you ever go out in the sun... Or if the thing ever touches you. And I mean, like, that means even barely touches your skin, you become a part of it. And you basically just live forever in the agony of mixing together with everyone else. Yeah. So it's like, oh, gross! Disgusting. And also just horrific. Um, That's kind of what this looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you could tell that they had strong, strong inspirations from the practical effects of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which is amazing to see how, how much of an effect that had. Because Stranger Things also does use a lot of CGI. Granted, because it is one of Netflix's money runners, and because the Duffer Brothers have written such a good story and write the monsters so well, it does have very good CGI. And you could tell that they use a bit of practical in there, too. Like for the Demogorgon and stuff. But Stranger Things did it very well. But I do like the old school. And perhaps it's also why they didn't do it for Stranger Things. Because practical does look realistic. Especially with body horror. Right. When done right. Yeah. Which is one See, of the reasons you hated society too. Yeah. Because it looks more real. And that's another reason why a lot of people didn't like the, um, the prequel sequel, quote unquote, of The Thing. Well... Because CGI, the monster... The monster looked horrible. Granted, I don't want to totally diss the prequel thing of 2011 because... It kept everything accurate. It kept everything accurate. walked into that base and it's like, oh, the axe is in the wall and everything's on fire. It really followed the continuity Mm -hmm. leading into the next film. But there was a kind of some good shots that they did do, though. That I do have to say that while the CGI looked bad... It did look badass, and you could have imagined if they would have had the budget and the time and a maybe mixed practical effects and done half and half, how amazing it would have looked. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you basically get Sarah thing, which I think if you guys go on Monster Wiki, that's what they call it, Sarah thing, like they did with, who I can't remember from the thing, uh, they named him that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... 
after that, she basically crawls into the room where the, the guy, the tweaker that they picked up who has escaped from the house is. And because they've handcuffed him to the bed, she's manifesting like even bigger into the corner mm. and getting closer. And you get the sense, too, that it's kind of like if she touches him with the tentacle, because they really emphasize the shot of the tentacle coming towards him. Yes. And solely the tentacles. So you get the idea that maybe it'll either suck out the essence, which you do see later. If it does touch somebody, it like sucks out their essence and assimilates them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was kind of a neat shot that if you've seen these kind of movies, you know right away. Like, oh, if it touches it, it's not like it just grabs you. It's like, oh, it like drains you. Um, so that was kind of neat. But um, basically, the deputy runs in. Uh, starts kicking the bar of the gurney to to free the one dude, which is both a dickish move, but also kind of like he's kind of shows that he doesn't give a fuck because mm-hmm. he goes to get his keys to uncuff him, but won't get that close even to crawl. And I'm like, dude, you could have crawled. Tentacle is clearly not able to reach, and the being the creature is still trying to get its bearings on how to move, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't. He just doesn't. He just ends up kicking the bar instead. Yeah. But it also made me feel like, okay, were you really trying there? Or were you just kind of like, oh, this dude ain't worth it? Because he basically saved everybody else and went headlong into it. Yeah. Even with the cult, there's a scene where he goes outside and kind of confronts them, I believe, too. And somebody else, and they end up getting abducted, if I remember right. In the void? Yeah. No, no. um, It was Are you thinking about him and the other two guys when they go to get the shotgun? Oh, no. So it was just the deputy went out and then they, like, punched him in the face. Because he confronted the cult. Well, no, the deputy and the other two guys went to get his shotgun, and a cult member cut the one dude's hand, but he shot him with the shotgun. That's right. Yes, and my favorite thing from that is like, fine, we'll go out and help you get your shotgun, but we get to keep it. He shoots the guy with the shotgun, looks at the guy. I'm keeping the shotgun. (laughs) Yeah, which is like, oh, okay, well, he's not. Do you think I love that? Go ahead. I, I just want to mention, too, real quick, that the, the it's awesome what's under the masks. Because one of the things that I asked, too, like myself is, and I don't know if you asked it the first time you saw it, is because there is no eye holes in those hoods. Nope. And it's like, okay, it's maybe they could client. see. But the triangle that's, like, painted onto it is... Black. Is black. You wouldn't be able to see through it. You learn that they are, like, Lovecraftian beasts under there. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely horrifying. Yeah. And I mean, like, the design that they did, it was like, holy shit. That is awesomely That's why they're tearing their faces off, because that's what they'd look like. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. You know I like, because I'm I'm egotistical, you know I like to do the thing that I've told you about I do, where I watch a movie and I'm like, where would I be in this movie as a character? Like, if I was cast in this movie, what would the character... I would be cast as. You know what I mean? Not like, who would I play, but like, if there's another character to add to this movie. And nine times out of ten, if I'm watching a movie and I really like it, I think, no, this is perfect. But, in the case of this movie, I think I'd want to be like a, like someone who maybe is like, they're getting out of the hospital that day. (laughs) Just because... Fuck. <laughs> right. I was going to leave. <laughs> and I mean, I will be honest, the, the void does feel, and it's be, and the director did come out, Steven came out and said, I believe it was him, and he said, uh, the reason that they haven't made a part two mm-hmm. and they wanted to spawn a franchise from it is because of copyright issues currently with distribution. Sure. 
So nothing like they copyright anything. It's just kind of like where the rights fall for distribution and stuff. Right. But he definitely is open and would like to make a sequel because that was kind of the intention of doing it. Yeah, this is a small movie and it does feel like there's a lot of lore. And I think that might have been another thing that kind of made people feel like it was a little lackluster. Yeah. There's a lot to introduce here, a lot of monsters and a lot of mystery still at the end of that film and would, a lot of questions. Would you make, if you were, if you were part of the team making the second one, would you want to follow the same characters who did survive this or new set of characters, new setting? Just I would love to explore both. Okay. I'd love to coincide. That's something I, I very much praise this movie. Like, I believe that it really could go places and something I mm-hmm. praise Stranger Things for with Billy. Yeah. I loved seeing him in the Upside Down, which season four they did confirm. Obviously, we're going to get a lot of looks into the Upside Down and see how it functions. Exactly. Which I believe they could do without spoiling too much and making it unappealing. I think they've built it up enough where it's like a lot of stuff manifests there and it's kind of like the deadlights. Okay. You really don't know a lot about the deadlights, but you know enough to be like, it's not as scary you see until you death. read, yeah. <laughs> until you read more into Stephen King and they're like, holy shit, the deadlights actually play a lot more and it becomes creepy again. Exactly. It's when you read those novels. You know what I would do I, for, if I made a sequel for this movie, I would have it be set in like maybe an apartment building. I think that like would that? work. I, I would do it in as kind of like a gated, not like 1BR type mm-hmm. setting, but yeah. in, a, in a kind of like a, maybe a gated community area. Sure. Like, a, like, a, like, yeah, a nice sized area. Yeah, I agree with that. But I would have, like, the new characters, they're dealing with that stuff, and then, like, they're confronted with the cult right before the third act, and right when they are, you see two cult members back up, pull out knives and start stabbing the others and then they take their masks off and it's revealed that it's the two characters who survive in this movie and the reason that they're with them is they're trying to see if they can get the other two characters back yeah it would be interesting from the void because are we just going to say what happens or are we going to well i wanted to i wanted to spew a few more things before we get to the ending which is i mean not a lot really happens i mean it's a lot of them trying to Kill the, the Sarah Beast, Sarah Monster. Is that what they're called? Uh, that's just what people refer to it because the thing referred to as the first name as like the Sarah Beast or like the something monster, whatever the name was. I would call There's it... There's no the, official name. My name for it is what I said when I first saw it full screen, which was, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'd call it the oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mostly just called it Cerebees because it's kind of what it looked like to me. Sure. What <laughs> I was kind of stuck. What was your first thought when you saw it for the first time? Were you like, ah, oh, I da, The da. way my TV was, I couldn't really, because I was watching it on the DVD version until I got it on my Voodoo. Right. So the second time around, I watched it on a bit of a lighter screen. But I could tell what it was, so I was sitting there like, what the fuck is that? That's yeah, what makes it more horrifying. <laughs> but then when I could see it, it was like, okay, no, I don't want to see any more of it. <laughs> it's just bad. I know for a fact I'd be in this movie and, like, I'd be the character who, while running away, like, last second, tentacle grabs ankle. Ah! Come on! Seriously! Yeah. <laughs> um, Help! Basically, uh, my other thing, too, though, uh, is that later in the plot, the little girl, or the 15-year-old girl, the teenage girl, she ends up... Um, Being in on it the whole time. Well, yeah, she ends up killing be her grandfather. Grand- granddad, yep. In front of Emma's character, the oh, nurse. No. Yep. Um, and it turns out that the, one of the doctors was the 
the cult priest. The main priest. doctor was the cult priest, because he was trying to figure out if he could bring back his daughter. Yeah, which he... One of the patients, I don't remember her name, um, he ends up kind of trying to convert her into a beast No, as well. it was the nurse. It was the main character's wife. Oh, was it the yeah. nurse that he which, converts into Which we find out that they're married later on because he said, Hey, if anyone gets to be mad at my wife right now, it's me. Okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> which is a pretty great line. <laughs> and it just... Yeah, from there it unfolds. And it's just a basically bloody massacre in which they do end up killing the Cerebus by blowing her up. One of the guys finds some explosives well, so... and blows himself up to kill her. No, no, no. He has his son pour gasoline on him and set himself on fire. That's right. And then that doesn't even kill it. It's still chasing him. And then the room disappears because the void closed. So that whole basement area is just gone. Yeah, basically it's yeah. it's implied that because what you see is they do do a shot earlier in the movie of, and it explains why that there's these Illuminati just basic triangles. It's because in this place, it's kind of like... It reminded me... A dark blue sky with this giant pyramid floating. Yeah, yeah. Well, when they go into the basement level, that setting, it reminded me of Silent Hill. Or maybe if if they made a good Doom movie. Yeah. Or you know what it was? Um, God, what was that game that everyone was excited for, but it turned out horrible? I know that narrows it down. Um, There was a game where, like, you are in the circles of hell, and it's like a first-person shooter. You know what I'm talking about? Agony? Agony, yes. Yeah, it reminded me of the setting of that, because I was one of the people who was like, ooh, this looks fun, and then I played it, and I was like... Yeah, that's why every time on PSN sales, four bucks. Well, that's my issue with that game, man, because it's like, if you're in a scary setting all the time, and your game is less than eight hours long, is more than eight hours long, at a point I'm just numb, and I'm like, okay... You can't just throw a bunch of disturbing elements in there. Exactly. You gotta be like Outlast and like have the disturbing starting, but then keep sneaking it in and like have relatively normal looking settings that turn out scary. Well, or you need to do what Alien Isolation did, which is something that Outlast also did, where it's until you die or you go back to a save point, you don't realize you're safe. Exactly. But every now and then there's sections Mm -hmm. where if you do make a lot of noise, not even music. No screen quartets. Where, like, there was a time I was walking around in Alien Isolation, mm-hmm. and I thought it was safe, and I smacked something just for fun, and all of a sudden nope. the Xenomorph came, took me out, and I'm like, you're not supposed to be here! You're not supposed to be here! And exactly. I almost pissed myself, because it came and just smacked into me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. um, what? It's gotta give what? you a sense of security, and then fear. Or like in, um... Although I do say the setting of that is constantly creepy, but it's not a hellscape, kind of. Uh, do you ever play Lairs of Fear? Yep. Yeah. And that doesn't scare me as much. No. Now, maybe that's because I've... it. It's because there's just jump scares. Mm-hmm. It creates a great atmosphere. I just was expecting something different, so when I do play it... Now, 2, on the other hand, mm-hmm. does do it for me because there's so many scenery, so much scenery. Yeah. Now, that's, um, that's a game where... Um, Tony Todd I, is actually narrating, too. Candyman. Right. But I learned... Uh, that game. You know what that game taught me? If I'm going to play horror games on my Switch, it has to be docked and hooked up to a television. I can't be holding it portable with headphones. No, because you'll the, throw it. Yeah, I did. I threw it on the couch, and I was like, ah, but it's still, the headphones are still attached to my head, so this is what happened. Ah! <laughs> and my mom saw that, and she was like, what is happening? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm playing a scary game. Sorry. 
And knowing then, your mom, it probably sounded just like that. Yeah, she did. She did. And then, oh god, what was that other game? You might have heard of it. You play a blind woman, and you have to... I know what you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have you that on my... You kind of like Daredevil, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. Because it's like, it's nothing. And then you hit a thing because you're like, oh, I need to see. So you do that, but then you see something you don't expect to see, and you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, which... People could say it's a cheap out. No, it's really not. No, it's really creative and really well done. Um, I really enjoyed that. Do you want to see like how? And, and people could disagree with me all day on this. They but, will. You know, it's I don't. Internet. You don't need a fucking big ba ba bum whenever yeah. you're doing stuff. Exactly. You can have something there, and that's not a jump scare. If have, you just turn around and you have a shot where you follow your character, and they turn around and there's someone there, yeah, and there's not a sound, or even it did it pretty well with Ben in the locker in mm-hmm. chapter two, where. He's there, and it had one really squeaky violin sound. Yeah. But Pennywise didn't do anything. He was just sitting there with his creepy eye. Yeah, that works. Or the, um, what was it, the Collector movies? Have you seen those? There's only two of them. Yep. Yeah. What is the scene? Which was supposed to be a prequel to Saw, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't acquire the rights and some other stuff with Lionsgate, so they turned it into its own thing. So he was supposed to be a very young... um, John Kramer. It was supposed to be the idea of what inspired him um, kind of in that vein, and they were like, well, what else can we do with it to do something different? so the main character was supposed to be John Kramer? It was supposed to be a younger, like-ish John Kramer as an engineer when he was first starting out. Because if you remember the first... The first uh, Saw was not his first games. He had yeah. already been established. Yeah, yeah. And Jigsaw was one of his first games that were never discovered. Yep. But, uh, okay. That's really cool, actually. I really like that. But, um... Oh, I thought what you were saying was that our main character that we follow in that movie was John Kramer, and he was inspired by the Collector guy. Oh, no. Because that, that would be cool, too. No. Because the end of that first movie where he traps the guy... <laughs> Is really pretty great. <laughs> it is, um, but yeah, that it's one of the things. Um, no, but, but this, with the ending of the void too. Oh, you it, had it one was, more thing. What so. I was gonna say was in that in that movie. I can't remember if it's the first or the second one, but it's the scene where the lights go out and there's just flashing lights and you see him creep up behind him and there's no sound, and then she just grabs him and all you as the audience hear is the main guy go. <gasps> that is perfect. Like that proves you don't need sound to scare. Sound helps, but it's not necessary. That is true. It's all execution, I think. It is. It's it's all about creating an atmosphere. That's all you need. Yeah. You don't need and a I string quartet following you constantly. I haven't seen the new Candyman yet. I haven't either. But I heard it's very much a thing of, like, whenever there's a mirror in the room, look at the mirror in the scene, because sometimes Candyman is in the mirror and sometimes he's not. And there's not even music cues for it. It's just sometimes there he is. <laughs> yeah, and I and I like that. That's how it works. Um, and I think a lot of people are like, well, they didn't do anything new. And I was like, shut up. Well, I, the issue I've been hearing is like the first one really built tension with it and made you wonder, oh, is it actually Candyman? Or is the main woman just insane and she's killing people? Which Whereas in this one, it's just like, no, we'll just have him killing people. Which, if you really pay attention to the first one, you know it's not her. Yeah. Well, I mean... For unless it's your first viewing, because remember in the original Candyman, we don't even see Tony Todd until halfway through the movie. Yeah, which I love that. Like, don't show us the killer first thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry, the void. Yes. Um, bringing that back to the final scene, yeah, uh, is just pregnant woman gets like a giant freaking yeah, amorphous girl. thing come out. 
Yeah, which we eventually get our two two main characters, the deputy and what is it, Ellen Wong's character? No, that wasn't no. her. It was somebody different. No. Um, are you thinking about his wife? Or no? Well, because the deputy, he ends up tackling the main guy back yeah, into the boy. Yeah, Catherine Monroe's Allison, because she ends up going with him. Well, no, because she gets killed first. Because remember, she gets like, the then, doctor does something to her on the operating table. Right, and then he who, sees her and she's like suffering, so he kills her kind of off screen. So is it Beverly that ends up with him? Because he's not the only one there. No, no, it's it's Allison. She just, I feel like, I think yeah, it's just Yeah, Kathleen Monroe's soul. character. Yeah, but you see him kill her. Like her physical body or whatever that is that's left there. So I feel like maybe it's her soul that's in the void as a physical manifestation. Because we saw him chop her up as a mercy to to his wife. But she's there with him. So it's like, oh. Okay. Yeah, that, and that's what I mean by the ending shot has a lot of questions. Yeah, more questions than answers. But I like that because you're setting up. You know, and it's making someone think, well, is there a second? we got to watch it. we got to find and, out the answers. you know... It might be a cheap move, but it's a I, move that I'm okay if it wouldn't have gotten us if it doesn't get a sequel, but I do... Yeah. I really do like the idea. Mm-hmm. Say what you will, though, about um, however annoying you found... Anyone found Ellen Wong's character in this movie. This and the remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night, she can act scared. She can really... I really bought that she was actually terrified. Like, like, it didn't seem over-the-top or underwhelming. Like, it seemed perfect, like, that is how you would react as a person. And what really pushed it for me was when she's hiding from the cultists and she feels the need to cover her own hand. No, to cover her own mouth with her hand. To stop herself from, like, breathing heavily. Which anybody would do. Yeah. Or you've seen it in movies where someone who is more level-headed covers, like, a kid's face. Well, you've seen it in A Quiet Place. Yeah, yeah. Just like... Not, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, everything about this movie is pretty much good. I mean, like besides the few notes that we did make, but everything is yeah. pretty solid for what it is. I and think, it's... yeah, I didn't find many characters annoying or pointless. I mean, except maybe the grandpa. Right. I mean, he was kind of there as the support barrier because it's like yeah. you can't just have a fifteen-year-old girl who's pregnant there. Exactly. If it had been somebody of uh, a, a more uh, an older age, that would have been different. Now, I do like the fact that they did have a teenager who was pregnant because it made her seem more innocent. Exactly, and she does buy that innocent look until the turn. Yeah, which... like I did not see it coming at all. Which is nice, because if you would have put anybody else in there, it could have been like, okay, I could have saw that coming. It was really nice to see somebody who was giving birth, and they were a teenager, and it's like, oh, you really are just part of the demon cult. You either got converted, or you were in on it the whole time. Exactly. And then, um, God, what was it? Oh, yeah, that's the only other character I found annoying, was the, the meth head guy, who just would not shut up until he died. Yeah, which I don't think a lot of people are upset to see him go. No, well, because he tried to kill our main character, too, by jumping on his back with the handcuffs. And I'm like, no, you can... Yeah. Like, yeah, at first like... I thought, oh, maybe he's a protagonist. But then it was revealed that, no, he was actually killing people, too. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, you know, the sheriff, the deputy did risk his life to save you, but it's okay. Exactly. Um, I, I'm glad they didn't show it when they're interrogating him and they break his finger with a hammer. Oh, yeah. Because I don't need to see torture. I can hear it. I don't need to see it. 
Well, I mean, it's more effective that way. Exactly. Like, oh god. I mean, with saw, obviously, you have to have a gravity. Did you, did you ever see? Um, did you ever see Would You Rather? And no, but I've seen clips. It was hilariously funny. Yeah. Well, there's the part in it where the when it's supposed they, to be a horror film. They make the dude uh, cut his eye with a razor blade, and I was like, Egh. yeah. Yeah, it has to do with eyes. I mean, I could touch my own eyeball. I have to put eye Me drops too. in my eyes currently, but um. The worst thing ever is putting eye drops in your eye because it's like your body immediately goes, Ford object! Ford object! Yeah, no! Like, it's like that episode of Friends when Rachel has to do that and everyone's teasing her about their eyeball thing. And it's like, did you ever know that I love to play the king and I? And she's like, ah, stop it! <laughs> and they have to hold her down and like hold her eyes open to do the eye for some people, that is how it has to go. I know. Your body is very... Or when you put eye drops, like for mine, my eyes will just just instinctively roll to the back of my head. Well, it's like, that doesn't help. The only reason she takes the eye drops even, she's like, I don't want to do the eye drops. And the, the optometrist is like, all right, well, I'll see you in eight weeks. And she goes, great. When you're being fitted for a glass eye. And she goes, fine, give me the drops. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. That's fine. Just know that it's going to be a lifetime of hell and not lose. being able to do other stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. I could never break that to my partner. Hey, I know we've been together for six months, but just so you know. Huh? <laughs> yeah, imagine just doing something romantic or being somewhere and it's like your eye just falls out. It's yeah. Like, oh, sorry. This happens all the time. I would, I personally, just so it's upfront and honest, I think I might rather go eye patch. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I almost want to put an eye patch over this this one eye so I can stop or like, seeing dots. Or like have the um the glasses where one frame is just black. Yeah, like Kingsman. Yeah, yeah, I'd be cool with that. I just don't I don't know if glass eye would work because I would never know if like is it tilting the wrong way. I can't tell, guys. <laughs> At least you can like do what Markiplier does. But yeah. oh, does Markiplier have a glass eye? No, he's oh. just able to put his eye in multiple different directions. Oh, yeah, I have a friend like that who did this. He, he was like, check out what I can do. And I was like, ah, stop it! Demon! <laughs> it is weird to see for the first time. But anyway, Anyways. that was our review of The Void. Sorry we didn't break it down like bit by bit with you guys. We went yeah. a little off topic. But, I mean, it kind of prepares you for what you're going to see because, honestly, yeah. the, the creature effects, even if you look behind the scenes... They're so damn good. Mm. Any movie lover who truly loves mm. uh, VFX or any crew members who love doing behind the scenes, uh, whether that mm -hmm. be in plays or movies, you guys are going to absolutely love this. Yeah. So. I appreciated the heck out of this movie. And what was it? What kind of budget was it working with? Was it over a million? Um, No. No? For The Void, absolutely not. No. Okay. It was a very, very small budget. I think they had, like, something with, like... Uh, let's see here. Because it was by Screen Media. Uh, well, their box office was small. Let's see what their budget is. Because I, I just saw it. Oh, yeah. Um, with only 82000 Okay, so they, they did it with twice the budget of Clerks. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Can you... Yeah. I like watching movies like this and seeing what they were worked with, and I was like, that's very impressive, but can you imagine if they had twice that much what they could have done? Like, they could have tacked on half another hour. <laughs> just for more goodness. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like the standard just because there's so many, you yeah. know, and, and I kind of like these hour and a half because it really limits you. 
I mean, Color Out of Space is like an hour and 51 minutes, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's... Oh, yeah, I think our I think our review might be longer than the runtime of the movie. <laughs> no, we're still a few minutes shy, but... Okay, but, like... Yeah, I mean, I... it definitely is one of those things where I like shorter feature-length movies because mm-hmm. it gives you... I think I might have... Uh... If I had to change something about this, it might have been to spread out the kills more. Because we kind of get a few in the beginning, and then just a stretch at nothing. And then, last 15 minutes, everybody dies. Like, you know what I mean? And that kind of stuff always bothers me. Yeah. Because when they were going out to to the cop car to get the shotgun, I was thinking, okay, at least one of them is going to die, right? But no. I mean, I will say this too. There are two other, like, three little facts about this. Did you know that The Void was also a crowdfunded project that I totally forgot about? Really? Yep. Right. Um, I wish I would have supported that one. And then uh, one of the things that uh, IMDb said is that uh, a lit cigarette won't start gasoline burning. Now, I don't know how true that is. Hmm. It's still a burning ember. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to test it. That's for no. sure. Um, I mean, that is something that you guys can look up on your own time. Oh, oh so that debunks um, Con Air, huh? <laughs> Did you ever see Con Air? No. <laughs> so there's there's the main villain is played by um, John Malkovich. His name is Cyrus the Virus. Uh, and this God. one guy who's in charge of getting them all a jet when they escape to fly to Mexico, he decides he's just going to escape himself. But the jet gets fucked. So he's sitting in there, and his character throughout the whole movie just calls his character Psy. So he goes, like, trying to get beg mercy, he goes, Psy, and then he's holding a cigarette, and he just looks at him. Anara flips it, and it goes into the gas and blows up the plane. Nice. It's, it's one of my favorite bad movies to watch, because Nicolas Cage has the most forced accent I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, Why didn't you put Cage. the bunny in the box? <laughs> I believe it or not, Nicolas Cage is a Coppola. Yeah. He's the nephew of Francis for a Coppola, so. And then, um, what was it? Oh, yeah, we get... Who else is in that movie? Sorry. Uh, oh, who's the homeless guy in Big Daddy? He was a fireman. Even Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. He's in it as a, um, as a serial killer. And my favorite thing is when they're on the plane and they hijack the plane, they're all singing uh, Sweet Home Alabama. And he goes... The definition of irony. Everyone on a plane singing along to a song written by a band that died in a plane crash. <laughs> um, also, the tagline for this movie was a new dimension in evil, which I kind of like that they gave it a hellscape, kind of like Event Horizon. What movie is it that has a new dimension in horror as their tagline? I wouldn't remember offhand. Because that's definitely the reason that they had to say evil. <laughs> I mean, probably... Because a new dimension in horror does admittedly sound better, but I like It's probably Friday the 13th, honestly. Possibly. Oh, yeah! Because it's her son. Spoilers for a movie that's from the 70s. But in any case... You mean the 80s. Wasn't the first one in the 70s? Yeah, but 3 is the one that had the 3D tagline. Oh, and they were in a new dimension, a three three dimensional. Yep. Okay. So, 
But right. with any yeah, case, sorry. that has been The Void. That was your little trivia fact. But yeah, if you guys are movie buffs or mm-hmm. you guys work on prosthetics or anything like that, or you check out the us. behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, um, Definitely go check out the behind the scenes. It's very, very cool. And it's a really good, really big treat for anybody who loves the kind of creature features and movie buff stuff. So, yeah. without further ado, he's been Nathaniel Shoemaker. He's been No Sweeta. And this has been Film Nerds Hour. We'll see you next time. So long, everyone. Bye.